Hey, Mr. Arnstein, here I am. Hi, and welcome back to Was Glee Good? Today we are discussing season two, episode 15. 15. <laughs> Sexy. I'm Ooh. Lily. I'm Robbie. I'm Liz. Um, oh, no, wait. I, we I we haven't recorded in a long time. But I forgot the order we do. Everything. Yeah, and actually, conveniently, um, someone alerted me just m- moments ago um, <laughs> that we had made Auto Straddle's list of podcasts that the hosts keep forgetting they do. <laughs> Thanks, um, Auto Straddle. Thank you, Auto Straddle, for remembering when we didn't. <laughs> Thanks for reminding us that we do a podcast. Yeah. Um, um, if you were listening to this, we will have put out an episode last week. It's really only been a while for the three of us. Yeah, it makes no sense to the people listening. It's just, uh, yeah. We, we took a break from recording, and we're back. Sure, it's the holiday season. Yeah. We had to each go to our respective homes, watch <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life, and cry until we threw up. That's what Christmas is about, <laughs> despite what Rachel Berry wants me to think. <laughs> um, so, yes. Okay, Merry yeah. Christmas to you, the listener, in approximately March. Sure, yeah, March. Probably have to assume. <laughs> The whole world is different. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read a little Wikipedia summary of the episode so we know what we're talking about. Um, sort of. Sort of. I did not take notes this episode, so I need it. Um, okay, sexy. When substitute teacher Holly Holiday fills in for the absent sex education teacher, no one has a dedicated sex education teacher. They also teach something else. Also, um, that teacher has never been there. We have no, no evidence they've ever had one. Uh, she joins forces with Will to teach the kids of New Directions the facts of life. <laughs> You know. <laughs> Santana and Brittany ask Holly's advice about their relationship. Emma heads up the celibacy club, and she and her husband Carl face some issues in their marriage <laughs> with Holly's help. Notably, her continuing celibacy. That's the only one. That's why it's notable. Yes, the, the sentence is still happening. Uh, when Emma confesses to still having feelings for Will, Carl moves out. Finn and Quinn get back together. A warning from Blaine prompts Bert to give Kurt... The talk about sex. Um, Wait, Finn and Quinn get back together? I thought they already they were. We they, just we find, find out. out that they've been. Okay, well, it's I have had several hot toddies and I watched it. <laughs> night, so that one um, is like, yeah, it's just revealed in a flashback towards the end, inexplicably. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, so we started the celibacy club, which honestly, it was nice to see um, the celibacy club be revived, if in a dramatically different sense and form. Yeah, the Celtic Club, club was, was a Christian club. It was a Christian club that every cheerleader was in. Yes. And they basically just used to like rub up against their boyfriends a little bit, but not too much. Right, it was a joke. It was episode yeah. like two. Which we knew. Which that was Quinn a very different show. Maybe took it seriously, but also didn't because she was having sex with someone. With Puck, with yeah. Puck. But she like thought she might I don't it was so bad. And it now was, it's more confusing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're back <laughs> in the celibacy club, which is just made up by the way of Emma Pillsbury, Rachel and Quinn. Yeah, Rachel's in it now. And yeah. this is how we know that Emma is still a virgin despite having been married to Carl for an yeah. amount of time. And she tells I us because she's go ahead. Insinuating and I thought she insinuated in an earlier episode that they had sex. I think she had just insinuated that they were enjoying each other's company. And I mean I think in many episodes ago, again, a different show than the one we are now watching it was pretty strongly implied that like she and Ken were doing stuff. I yeah. but then we but then they Ken decided she was later, a virgin. Yeah. They were, um, yeah. So anyway, she so. reveals this by she's like, "Hey, she speaks as though she's speaking to him or four hundred people, which is a funny joke that works on me every time." With that, yeah, the um, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, I, you know, whatever. I'd like to like congratulate you, young sure. women, on your choice here. Um, it's fully okay for teens to be celibate, which 
listeners, I agree. <laughs> um, but also for adults, and she makes some joke about like if you're afraid of the hose monster. Yeah. For the record, Which, it is it is absolutely okay for adults to be celibate for a number of reasons. It is not okay for anyone ever to use the term the hose monster about a penis. Or to imply that the reason they're celibate is because they maybe um, haven't fully explored, like, what sex is, or, like, <laughs> yeah, they're afraid of human the human body. Like, that's not cute. They're, they're professionals weird. to deal with yeah. that also, particular she's a reason. guidance counselor, and theoretically, some student at some point is going to come to her with a problem related to sex, and it seems like she thinks the whole thing is gross. And so. it's not that she has to have sex to be able to counsel them, but she shouldn't just go off on a no. word vomit of weird terms for reproductive organs. Right. And again, hose monster is a disgusting way to refer to what I imagine as a penis. <laughs> I can't tell if it's the penis or the man with the penis. Oh my god, I hope. They're both horrible. <laughs> The man is the monster. Like, and the yeah, hose. the hose is yeah. the hose. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's unclear. Either way, I don't care for it. Yeah, it's also Two. a poorly written joke. I don't care for one bit. Um, so then we cut to her. She, or first, she offers everyone their new celibacy club gear, which is a little like heart necklace with yeah. a lock and then a key. Which is very cute. I would like one. It's actually adorable. Sure. Um, and then we're in the staff room, so it's Will and Emma. They're having some convo. I don't know. It's basically to establish that Emma is a prude. Um, my word, again. but their implication. Yeah. Um, and then Gwyneth Paltrow comes in wearing a s- skirt too short for, I'm sorry, any workplace, including teacher. Any workplace. is <laughs> appropriate. It makes me uncomfortable. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow, I mean, this is... We've seen this before, but she really leans in this episode to like get it. I'm a teacher, but sexy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a teacher. Like, I'm like, there's not, a reason like, teachers, teachers are sexier. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's not like a fun. They're teaching. Yeah, they're teaching. It actually makes about it the weirder. Civil War minors, um, especially a sex ed teacher should not be sexy. A sex ed teacher should not be sexy. No, and so she overhears, I guess, Will and Emma talking about how um, Emma's having a hard time with the celibacy club. What was that? Sorry, Robbie's speaker just made the sound where it co- oh. goes off, and it startled me. At crazy. Oh, yeah, my phone disconnecting from it. Um, like, Time out. Gwyneth Paltrow, I think, says something shitty about how, like, unrealistic it is to expect the teens to be celibate, which is hard for me as a person who believes the teens <laughs> should be celibate, so. Um, but I, I, I have heard, and I actually don't mean this as a joke, I have heard from people that, like, some people just got horny earlier than the rest of us, and it was oh, hard totally. for them to stay celibate in high Also, school. her point about, like, literally the number one way to make sure teens have unsafe sex is not to teach them about how to have sex. Oh, yeah, safe that's just sex. like pro- proven. Her point about, like, you should do good sex ed for these kids is great, but it should not be undertaken by... Uh, the choir director. <laughs> and there's some side joke in here about their current sex ed that they're giving, and it has something to say where somebody, someone thinks cucumbers can give you AIDS. Oh, Brittany's got to be Brittany. Next, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so now we're in the, uh, we're in, no, we're in Brittany or Santana's bedroom. No. Uh, yes. No. Yes. What do you think we are? <laughs> in the choir room. No, that's later. When he writes the word sexy on the board and starts talking about how he's going to do sex ed for them. No, Brittany thinks she's pregnant. We're not, we're not there yet. Okay. Are we? You go. No, we're in the hallway. We're in the hallway. And yes. Brittany thinks she's pregnant. Yes. Okay. That's where she says it. Brittany tells Santana Brittany that she has Santana. a bun in the oven. Yes. Um, Which makes even less sense later on, but that's fine. For her to use that euphemism. Yeah, absolutely not. Because she does not believe she has a bun in the oven. She believes there is a bun somewhere that will be dropped off. <laughs> yeah, Santana invites her over to like do kissing, and Brittany's like, I can't, I think I'm pregnant. Yes. And then she's like, don't tell anyone. And, and then, then Santana tells everyone. Turns around and tells, like, Tina, who walks right up or something. Which Someone. is, like, a weird note, because we we learn, spoiler alert, later in this episode that Santana is in love with her. I love that even though she's in love with her, she's still herself. 
And then she's like, <laughs> which well, is she's a also monster like person. Mean because if it's, she's like, no, you have a boyfriend. I hate him. Right? Like it's related. Yeah, it's like I guess. I I have questions. <laughs> um, a lot of this doesn't make sense. Yeah, no sorry. Now we're in the choir room where uh, Brittany reveals that she thinks. She is pregnant. She is right. pregnant. You said and it Will earlier, but Will appropriately does. looks horrified. Yes. Before that. No, that's right. later. <sighs> I'm, we're going to figure this out. <sighs> I have that written down later. Okay. you got to take notes, Rob. Yeah, sure. Brittany says she thinks she's pregnant, and then he talks, he says sex for some reason in response. Oh. Right? Horrifying. <laughs> Anyways. He, he uses the word sex, and then she's like, oh, no. I saw, like, a stork outside my window. Yeah. The reason she thinks she's pregnant is because she saw a stork outside of her window. Also, storks just hang out in Ohio. No. I don't know where Storks are. Where are Storks? Like, it may be an omen, quite frankly. Where are Storks from? <laughs> I don't know. Have anyone I, ever I, seen a Stork? Are they don't different they from cranes? ocean? Because I've seen cranes. Am I confusing them with pelicans? Yes. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> pelicans have the Scooby beaks. The yes. Storks carry things in their beaks. In the yeah, but, but, no, but, <laughs> but they're not big But it's tied yeah, onto the... Yeah, onto yeah, the, yeah. yeah. And the baby doesn't go inside the beak. <laughs> Remember that and part in Dumbo where them. like yes. a whole fleet of them just like parasails over the this train ballet. and yeah. drops a bunch Wait, of various... Dumbo. Dumbo. That's what I'm And then they have like various animal babies. Yeah. Anyway, Gwyneth Paltrow's doing <laughs> jazzercise now. With Will, right? Yeah, yes. so she's leading a jazzercise class that Will is participating in because he came to talk to her about she's right. The teens don't know how sex works. Right. Which I'm is appropriate. Cr- He's horrified that Brittany thinks that a bird is going to come give her a baby. Yes. Now, where are they? Wait, I, We're in the ballet studio. The, oh, the one other set. The one other set that they occasionally <laughs> have when Rachel does ballet. That's right. Um... It's a very long scene, and I couldn't tell you what's happening other than Gwyneth Paltrow is doing jazzercise. I have done that Gwyneth Paltrow has a back sit, which I know is a rude thing for me to notice, <laughs> but I just appreciated it being there. It is realistic. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes it happens. Um, now Will has decided that he's going to take matters into his own hands, and so he writes the word sexy on the board. <laughs> and turns Worst word on the board yet. Worst word on the board yet. It wins. And I, we haven't really been keeping track of the words on the board because they're all like, Home, <laughs> funk, love, anthem. <laughs> but now we've got sexy. sexy. Uh, Mercedes, Not appropriate. Also, Mercedes wait, why would, like, why would you be like, we need sexual education? All what, what do word? it. Sexy. No, that's separate. That's, that's later. That's, that's, that's sexual education like 301. Um, that's yeah. not where we start. Santana asks, is this the appropriate forum for that? Which it's not. <laughs> and she also makes a very rude and very funny like comment about Rachel Berry in those tights. She says Berry in those tights. Yeah, she says, oh, is this about our new um, like regionals plan? Oh, we're definitely going to lose that the theme is sexy because... We can all see Mary in those tights. Which, I'm sorry, she's right. White, opaque tights are not... They're, they're not the opposite sexy. of sexy. Yeah. No. They're... They're, they're you're not going to have sex in white tights. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which, again, Don't if, call if that, and prove me wrong. If that's your choice, <laughs> fine. But I'm just saying, if sex is your goal, no, you're white tights are not here. <laughs> um... Yeah, then Gwyneth Paltrow comes in, and she's wearing, like, both leather pants and a leather jacket. She, like, only wears all black this whole episode, basically. Yeah, so you it's know sexy. she's had sex. <laughs> but it's Remember like that scene in 10 Things I Hate About You where she's like, you only buy black underwear if you want someone to see it. That's literally what this is. It's a child's definition of sexy. They're like, how do we make Gwyneth Paltrow's act? And no, like, I no, get it. You know She'll what a child's a lot definition of sexy is? It's what Gwyneth Paltrow now defines sex to be. She says, it's just like hugging, only wetter. Yeah, yes. It's Heart. It, what? What? <laughs> what? So, I, I would... Honestly, not to like, skip ahead here, but Bert Hummel is the only person who understands what sex <laughs> is in this entire show. I uh, mean, that said, they do do now, Do You Want to Touch Me, which is a song I really like. Sure. Also, she it's very sexy. It is. But it does not 
sex education? No. No, it, uh, no one has been sex educated. Gone back on the premise. It also starts with Gwyneth Paltrow being like, haha, so you guys don't know a lot about sex, huh? And like Will annotates it with like piano sounds. Like they're doing a bit they put together. Really? I don't yes. It's awful. Then she sings Do You Wanna Touch Me There, which is again very sexy. And she's doing like chair dancing. It is I know I say this a lot. All the deeply inappropriate. Girls jump like, on in. It's very inappropriate. It's very sexy. It's very inappropriate. Also, we've like we've done episodes where they try to be sexy. They've had two separate like we're gonna go be sexy in front They've of They've worn the exact pants that Gwyneth Paltrow was wearing <laughs> in this scene. Oh yeah, when they did, we're girls, but we can do rock songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was weird. <laughs> you got girl uh, songs and rock songs. You got girl songs. You got rock songs. Um, then we get so Rachel very politely. Well, first of all, she tries to like put her arm around Quinn as if to be like the two of us are doing this together. And Quinn just like quietly pushes her away. <laughs> and just like, hey, what about those of us who've chosen to be celibate? Which is a fair question if a teacher wonders then and is like, we're all gonna get sexy in here. And yeah. you're like, I actually have made an interesting choice as a teen, whatever. Um, and Gwyneth Paltrow says, that's nice, but I think you're frigid, which is the, she should be fired. <laughs> that fired. She should be fired. I, I'm, I was, I'm shocked to this day and like, I'm an adult person. Like, it's like straight up, like, 1950s abusive husband. Yes. Well, I know we talk a lot about how, like, we are, like, joyless buzzkills about the jokes on this show, but, like, come on, man. There's a way... Okay, as I always say, there's a world in which that could be the punchline to a joke. Sure. I guess. It's not this. It's definite. Like... I mean, I guess it's gonna have to be a world where, like, teen girls aren't, like, suffering through this every day, and then we can start making yeah, jokes about it. Yeah, or it's just, like, a successful are. dark thing. It shouldn't be an adult saying it to a child. No. That's the thing that really bothers yes, me. Yes, Santana can say it's it's like the adult yes. they have designated to be like the sex educator here again a fake and to title. be painting her as like the one who's like they aren't sex educated i'm gonna come in and enlighten them yeah yeah are you are you um also queen for has had a baby so i actually think she's like good to go <laughs> on how sex works it's just like those like those like vice columns that are like an empowered lady would like do bondage and then talk about it or whatever like, okay like, there are fine. lots of ways <laughs> lots of ways to, first of all there are lots of ways to live your life and second of all not everything is empowerment and that includes having sex so whatever <laughs> Uh, uh, anyways, <laughs> really? now I have Sue came to tell Kurt about the sex lesson. Yeah. Oh, so Blaine and Kurt are in the oh coffee my gosh. shop. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. No, please. I was just gonna say, as they're talking, they're like, Sue is filling a cup with like various <laughs> types of sugars. Mm-hmm. Like she keeps taking out packets and pouring like five in it at a time, and then pouring in sugar syrup. And then putting in Splenda. And she's just doing this matter-of-factly, and Kurt and Blaine are just looking at her They're the like entire time, horrified. just horrified. She actually makes a very funny anima joke, too. So it's like a good scene for Sue Sylvester, who has come because uh, she's the coach of oral intensity. Right. Uh, she's come to tell Kurt about what the new directions are doing with the hopes that he will then right. tell her then what the like, warblers are doing. We're not in cahoots. We're not like Which pals. is how you should always respond to someone if you don't like them. It's we're a good word. We're not in cahoots. Um, and then Kurt starts to worry, right? This is where yes. Kurt starts to worry that he's not sexy enough. He explains like, did you hear we're all doing sexiness? Which is my favorite way that a plot line has ever been carried from one like part of the show to another. We're all doing life. sexiness. <laughs> We gotta get sexy. Right. You're like, all right. And this, is this the scene where Kurt is like, I don't do sexy? No. Not later, yet. I wish. Now we get <laughs> Lauren's ACs wants to make a sex tape. We get something else with Emma, but we'll, I don't matter. remember what it is. No, it doesn't matter. Sorry. Um, Lauren wants to make li- They're in the library, right? I think they're in the hallway. Is this where they're watching? No, this oh, is literally just God. when she tells him that she wants to make a sex tape because it would be fun and she would get a record deal out of it. Interesting. Sure. 
Okay. Fine. I'm not going to fully engage with this plot because it's no. so fucking dumb. This was dumb. early in the Kim Kardashian, like, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. more celebrity mythos. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Um, I have down Animal. Is it a song? <laughs> yeah, so Blaine has invited their sister school oh into what appears to be oh. a warehouse <laughs> next to an active fire. <laughs> like, it's what? like the set. It's like a discarded set from, like, a ripoff of... Uh, I can't like a Michael Jackson Like music a Michael video. Jackson music video or like a dance Flash sequence dance. from what's um, the Sharks and the Jets. Oh, well, that's West Side, West Side Story. Story. I was, was going to say the barn in Footloose. Oh, it's like it looks modern, like oh. all of these things combined. <laughs> it's it was like the dream ballet in like uh, Oklahoma. I appreciate like a, that they were trying platforms. to expand from the one Warbler set, but like yeah. this is an it's insane so choice. It's an empty factory, like a warehouse with like a platforms that are just for a stage. The Warblers? There's no other 100% of the, the time like are that. wearing like red trimmed dark blue jackets. There's no way they're performing in an empty warehouse. <laughs> There's no way they're entering the empty warehouse. You know those jackets are dry clean only. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Also the way Blaine now introduces what they're going to do is like he is your like 75 year old gay talk show host. Like he's not going into an empty warehouse. <laughs> he's like hey gals um, lace up your bobby socks because we're about to like just tell us if you think this is sexy. Yeah he's Vince Fontaine. Yeah, he does and he's just the full Vince Fontaine. <laughs> Where he's like, do we make you a scream? And I'm like, I Ew. can see you, Derek Chris. You're not performing for a Broadway audience. No. You're performing for me on my home. And then he starts performing Animal. By Neon, neon something. Tre- trees. Neon Trees. Which is not... All of the song choices in this episode. Not sexy. It's not sexy. Not even trying to be sexy. No. Like, the song is not... It's not the game. Is it just... A, is it just... Was it just popular? And they just wanted I to think sell so. it they on just iTunes. got it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, certainly. Um, Chris Colfer then starts doing his sexy faces, which are, he really goes for it. <laughs> One of my favorite things an actor or actress can do is, like, not be afraid to look unattractive. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, and... God bless Chris Colfer. <laughs> At one point, he does go into the full flash dance legs. Where he, like, drapes himself back against one of the banisters and kicks a foot above his head. It's like, because, like, definitely that's what Kurt Hummel thinks is sexy. Yes. I love Kurt Hummel. It's also just a very relatable struggle to, like, what does, what face do I do to, like, look sexy? Like, what is that? Right, like, like, you've said the words look sexy to me. So no, I just have to do a thing. It. Yeah. Um, it's I don't think, I don't believe anyone knows how to do that. No, no one people does. do. Okay, well, that, they're that's how you become. That's how you make money on Instagram. That's oh, true. true. Yeah. Okay, well, that's why we're all broke. So, <laughs> um, okay, now we are in Santana's bedroom. Thank you for bearing with me. It's a very exciting episode for me. Okay, so we actually, before that, there's one quick beat we hit at the end of the animal scene, which is basically Kurt, like, having a conversation with Blaine, being like, I have no sexual knowledge. Right. How am I supposed to act sexy if I've never had sex? Blaine is like, what were those faces you were <laughs> They do describe them in a series of funny ways, including, you looked like a toddler with gas. Yeah. <laughs> which is true. Um, it was right. not a great look. But then, yes, okay, we so are in Tina's bedroom. Yeah, we right. that up. Finally, we're back to the important part of the episode. We're back to the important part of the episode. Brittany's, like, curled up on what appears to be, like, Santana's desk chair, and Santana's touching her hair in a very intimate way. I just had to say <laughs> it. Um, and they're talking about... Brittany brings up um, that she's, like, really, like, making out with you. At which point, Santana leans over in a very rehearsed way and goes, which isn't cheating because... And Brittany goes, the plumbing's different. <laughs> <laughs> Um, gross, first of all. Gross. Second gross way to refer to body parts. Um, yeah, and Brittany brings up that, like, while she really likes making out with Santana, she'd also love to, like, talk about her feelings yeah. about both this relationship and also their sexualities. Um, and Santana's like, no thanks. Fair feelings are gross. Yeah. Never let someone make you talk about feelings. Never let anyone Never admit that you felt a thing. Talk about your feelings. Uh, but she does agree that they can go to an adult about it. Yes. Yes. Which is... 
which we know will be Gwyneth Paltrow, but I'm which so mad about it. Which doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. No sense. Um, but first we'll see Lauren and Puck viewing a sex tape on the internet, and then Holly will yes. catch Is them. Is there a school, school library? library. And first it's, of supposed all, to be the, it's supposed to be the Kim Kardashian. It's the Kim Kardashian. We got in trouble if we, like, looked at, like, Perez Hilton or something in our high school library. To, like, Facebook occasionally. Like... Whatever. Not no, the point. It doesn't make sense. Also, they're watching it out loud. We can hear whatever <laughs> fake porn sounds are happening. Uh, but she informs them that if they do make a sex tape, she thinks it would be totally awesome, but it would technically be illegal. I know we don't bring this up in every scene. It does not age well. No, I did no. think to myself, uh, Mark Salling making jokes about child pornography has gotten unwatchable. Yeah, no. Bad. So that's a. B- I mean, jokes about child porn. I'm not like, yeah, great. Let's make more of them. It's especially awful. Yeah. Um, so we're just gonna we're just gonna right past, past that. This and plot in general is not really plot, basically, right? Like well, they, sort of. Yeah, that's the end of that part. Like, yeah, they move on to something else. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so they they find out they can't make a sex tape. I guess. Okay. Sure. They're watching they're, porn they're in a library. I just want to reemphasize how crazy that <laughs> is. That's insane. Um, um, now we're on the floor with Gwyneth Paltrow. In the choir room. Yeah, they're sitting in full, like, Willow on Buffy doing a spell, like, floor of a choir, <laughs> and, like, circle the three of no them. No one near each other, right? They're all right. sitting equidistant. Well, sure, that's how you invoke the spirits. That's how you invoke the lesbian spirits. Finally, Santana is realizing what she <laughs> likes. Um, and they're talking about their feelings, I guess. I don't remember the specifics. Of how um, so, uh... Santana and Brittany are talking about how they like they're very confused even though they like kissing and yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow kind of matter of factly is like okay great so excited for you guys do either of you think you're a lesbian and they both just pause and look terrified which actually is really lovely and and I think Gwyneth Paltrow where, handles it here pretty yeah. well where she's like her character is at her best like, here yeah you know the it's specifics not like, are in like the the not the specifics right the big picture the context the is, in, yeah. is insane the yeah. context is insane yeah. when the actual scenes are fine right yes this is the best they write on Paltrow's character all episode yeah. it is a lovely scene in which it makes sense that they are willing to talk maybe or at least Santana who we've seen like is happy to talk about sex she talks about sex in the scene a lot she's like uh, I'm attracted <coughs> to boys I'm attracted to girls I had a sex dream about a tree like yeah. <laughs> sexuality is fine with me I feel fine about it um, but the idea of saying out loud, like, yes, I'm a lesbian is like impossible for me. It's not going to happen. Right. She's clearly like built up a shell of yes. sex is sex and I can talk about it. And while I often think that like saying about it is crazy advice, in this case, it seems really nice because that's her advice here. Is, like, yes, that great. is okay. Really yeah. We don't have to talk about now, it. Now she does call out, pick a song that the lyrics speak to you, which makes the song choice even more confusing. It does not. It makes me cry. How dare you? Um, it is upsetting we'll that it. then <laughs> Santana's like, hey. Will you sing with me? I'm like, come on, must she? I know Gwyneth Paltrow's like under contract for like however many songs right, an she has episode. To do another song, but right, why would you but give she this over need to, to be there? It does slowly. Her. Every time I talk about this scene, which as you know is often, I do have to be like, and they did lesbian landslide with Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> so like, whatever. Um, but first, we're going to get um, Kurt and Blaine again in, Blaine, in Kurt's bedroom. Yes, yes, where he has his own bathroom, which I do love. And they're practicing their sexy faces. Right, they're, like, in the mirror. Blaine's looking in the mirror and, like, making a sexy face. Well, because Blaine had said uh, at the end of that scene, he was like, great, well, I'll fix it. Like, we'll figure it out. And his plan, apparently, is just that they're going to look in the mirror and Blaine's going to say a word, like, sexy or seductive or sensual. And then Kurt has to make that face while Blaine is looking (laughs) back at him. Blaine, a boy he is in love with. Right. Who he is not allowed to kiss. This is, like, one more further step into the insane Blaine-Kurt, like... You're it's crazy. It's already. bananas. Just kiss. Just kiss. Don't look at Everyone each other and make kiss. sexy faces. Um, they do not kiss. No, it's my. This situation is actually my nightmare. 
Yes. It's horrifying. Anything where anyone um, suggests that I can learn something by just trying it and then watches me try it is my actual nightmare. Not no. to mention adding like a layer of sexuality as a teen. In private. In private <laughs> to hire a trainer who I will never see again. And also, let me preface it by saying that I wasn't really trying. Yes. It's just yeah. something that I don't care about. And maybe I was bored and I thought I would maybe give it a try. And when 30 seconds in, I suddenly got really sick and had to leave. <laughs> it wasn't faking it. I really got sick. Oh, I had the sudden flu. Um, anyways, Kurt can't do it, right? <laughs> no. No. And then he gets mad. Just go ahead and try it. There's not a way to teach yeah. anyone how to do anything. And then he Maybe gets... do kissing, and then that'll sure. help. Yeah, so the point out. Kurt makes is, like, it's not, this is not going to happen to me for a number of reasons, and one of them is just that, like, I have no experience with sexuality, and frankly, I'm not super interested. The whole thing still, like, right. overwhelms this me. This is why I love Broadway plays the most. Oh, that's right. I liked like this bit. The tips yeah, the which is... I don't know if this is something we've gone into with Kurt before, but it makes sense that a young gay man who for a long time is the only young gay man he knows, but has not explored the like sexual side of his... He says in the scene, I've tried watching those movies. Which, those movies alone <laughs> is the like, God, least yes. sexy way to describe po- yeah. gay porn. <laughs> but also, like th- that is like a, a perspective on teen celibacy that we don't see very often, certainly not on the show or on television, of like... Just not being ready to have sex. It doesn't have to be a thing, but like right. you're just like you're just not ready to have you sex. Just don't want to. It's, fine. it's not like oh, I'm so sexy and people want to have sex with you, and I'm making the choice not to. Yeah. It's, it's like I'm 16. The <laughs> thought of sex frightens me a little bit. That's okay. I'm not ready Kinda to have it. Kind of grosses me out. I'm not I'm, sure about my body. It's a weird one. Like, I'm gonna watch a Broadway musical. It's fine. Right. So yeah. So he really he would like to keep romance and sex separate, which is fair. And Blaine really is pushing him. He's like, you have to know these things, and it clearly is crossed from a conversation about like what faces they're going to make at regionals, which. Okay. Two conversation about like their sexuality writ large. Yeah. And their potential relationship. Yes. Um, and Kurt is just not super comfortable. No. Fair. Also, he, the situation started uncomfortable for him. Like, he's not in a place where he wants to try no. new things. And I'm also like proud of him that he doesn't like give in to this like boy that he has a crush on where he's just like, oh yeah, you're right. I should try and be sexy. Let's watch he's like, now. He's like, no, yeah. this is what I like. Don't try and make me feel embarrassed. Like, yeah. I like a self possessed young man. God bless him. Um, now, I mean, we really pivot from this to the least oh sexy God. thing that's ever happened. Which is <laughs> <laughs> that Holly finds Will in the choir room. Don't make me think about this. Where he's trying to turn kiss into a tango. And she goes, kiss into a tango. That sounds sexy. And um, ridiculous. Uh, like, I, like we said, this is our first episode of recording in a bit. This is the moment where I texted both of you to go, I forgot that watching Glee could be so painful. <laughs> it's so awful. I would also like to say, because I watch Netflix with this with the closed captions on, <laughs> the captions here say, Sexy by Prince Plays, which is not what, <laughs> no, this, not what the song is called. <laughs> they, they said the name of the song. So, yeah, then they... They do do Kiss by Prince's a Tango. Yeah. It's not good. Mm-mm. I don't like watching it. I it's not good. It. Michael, it's Michael Morrison. Matt, who's Michael Morrison? Matthew. Matthew Morrison is fully wearing eyeliner. Sure, it's he fine. Is, yeah. It's not a great look. They've like darkened the room to make it look like they're doing a sexy tango. And then afterwards they kiss. Gross, boring. <laughs> um, right, and Will says on. the words, keep in mind, he's an adult. I'm so into you. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I blocked it out. I blocked um, it out. Well, they're I kissing. Like they're two adults who are already kissing. Yeah, dude, she Which, knows. Okay, you say weird shit when you're in the middle of kissing someone you want to kiss. I get it. I, I had to watch it, though. <laughs> yeah. Robbie's making a face like he really wants to say that. <laughs> no, I just, no, I just, I can't handle this. Um, I mean, I've definitely said things you. like that. If you're listening sure. to this and you've said that, we are not condemning you. It's fine. It's just sure, this I'm sure gross. the person Don't I'm dating can pull up deeply embarrassing receipts on things I have said or have sent 
Sure, but they the don't because that's the social contract. Right, we all agree. And they're like, and I also, need to watch it. Don't present it to me as just like sexy. Uncom- like, yeah, make it seem gross because it is because all feelings are. A lot of this episode is just characters saying bad shit things. Anyway, um, then Holly goes into this whole like, you don't want any of this. I'm damaged goods. Sure, I'm sexy, but at what cost? (laughs) (laughs) Which is not a line, but it's the gist of what she's saying. Which is my next bubble bio when I read that Um... I just have what with 11 exclamation points. <laughs> I, so I don't know how it ends, but I imagine that like she walks out and he looks sad. I don't Is remember. Is she goes into her like whole relationship history where she's like. No, oh, that's oh, the next that's one. Later, yeah. It's all bad. We have to do it again. Um, so now we get. Uh, I have done Darren and Bert. We get. Uh, <laughs> so, so this is the, the plot like really takes <laughs> up hard. It's bonkers. Like, it's another one where like who is Blaine? Like who? Who what? is Blaine? What? Who does he think he is? Like Clarence the Angel. I'm sorry. So we just, just there. We've established that Dalton is not close to no. Kurtom. Can Blaine drive? We think so because he, he came to visit him that one time at lunch. Sure, and how do they get to the coffee? How do they get to the coffee? So, like, even if we give, da- uh, whatever Blaine that he can drive, <laughs> he has driven an hour ninety minutes to his friend's dad's garage. Yeah, place of business. A place of business where um, he shows up to be like, hey. Did you know that your kid First of all, doesn't know about gay sex? Before <laughs> that, though, he shows up and says hi, and then Bert is like, pass me the carburetor from the whatever. Whatever, we and don't know about cars. he goes over to the table and picks it up, something up and hands it. He's like, how'd you know which one that is? And he's like, so my dad made me fix a car yeah. when I was a kid. And then later he'll be like, it wasn't because he loved me. It was because he didn't want me to be gay. And I was like, yeah. I can't watch this. I hate <laughs> Also, that. I'm sorry, but movies have taught me that like the best thing you can do to gain someone's affection, love, or respect is to like know a thing that they don't expect you to know based upon how you yeah. present gender-wise. Yeah, that's true. So... I do love the turnaround of, like, he's gay, but he also knows about cars. Okay, I'm not, a, I'm not an idiot. I have to <laughs> um, It still works on me. Is why yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah, a yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Concrete response. I was like, ooh. And it actually works both ways. Like, men who, like, seem very masculine, but also, like, know how to knit. You're like, that's yeah. really tarping. And really endearing, goddammit. Oh, God, you bought layers. Like, nobody's business. <laughs> yeah, this is, when we first saw this when we were children, this did work on me. Um, it is just now watching Darren Chris perform this as, again, a 75-year-old gay man who, like, maybe <laughs> is your great uncle and just wants the best for you, it's a crazy acting choice, and it genuinely makes this a first batshit crazy character. And he's approaching Bert like they're peers. Yes, right. that's what it is. Like and he's, like he's not the he's boy not like, who wants hey, to kiss Mr. his Hummel, son. I just, I'm so sorry. Right. He's like, like hello, scene, Bert. I've come to have a conversation with you about penetration. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? The scene should have been written for one of Rachel's dads, who again yeah. should be in the story. <laughs> Like an adult comes over and is like, "Listen, you have to talk to your kid you have to talk son. to your kid about sex." I'm so sorry. I know it's weird. Um, yeah. Oh this my god, is- I also want to see like Bert and them like develop a friendship where Bert's like, "I'm having trouble yes. talking to Kurt about this," and they're they like, "Listen." Have been characters the whole time. Yeah, they should all go to like show choir competitions together. Yeah. Oh. We are gonna write this fan fiction. We're gonna change the names and publish a novel. Oh, I can't wait. Um, Everyone listening, like, don't tell anyone. <laughs> not as well on this, but like. Who is this kid? It's truly insane. I'm sorry. I'm just picturing literally any person I spoke to in high school going, like, Robbie, if you had gone to my mom and you never met her, I mean, like, hey, Liz's mom, I just want you to know that your kid (laughs) isn't, like, fully brushed up on the sex, like, thing. 
She would have been like, who the fuck are right. you? Seems Especially, like you again, if you were condoms. someone who, right. wanted, who wanted to kiss her. Like, it would be yes. weirder if I was like, I would like to at some point make out with your child. So, so I would, love I would like to understand you to the mechanics. <laughs> yeah, could, yeah. And you got the weird Could you there prepare where, like, them for that? Bert is like, I'm glad Kurt, Kurt has someone like you to look up to you. Yeah, his 80-year-old mentor. <laughs> Darren Chris. Cool PSA about gay sex ed. Okay. This is where that plot totally, like, you're right. There may, there, from the last scene, there could have been something interesting happening. And yeah, the last scene is interesting, and the scene we get <laughs> out of this with Bert and Kurt is interesting, but the middle piece here <laughs> is they were like, how do we connect these two? And they were like, have Blaine go to Bert. And right. they're like, why? <laughs> okay. Couldn't you have Kurt just ask? Like, right, couldn't you have Kurt be like, I actually later. had a weird day today. Yeah. Do you mind talking to me about it? It's dumb. Anyways. <sighs> I guess the show we're writing in our heads is um, much more boring, so... Yeah, but but also, it's like, more realistic and we like it. <laughs> it also might just be the Fosters with like some of the genders. Oh, I do love the Fosters. <laughs> I do love the Fosters. Oh, we should do a Fosters podcast. <laughs> Except for um, that boy and that girl shouldn't kiss. No, they should definitely not kiss. That's fucked up. I rarely say that, but they shouldn't kiss. <laughs> it is weird. They the should kiss like less. That, the, 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 also, I think it went off the rails after like four seasons. Now Didn't it's like a murder recast? mystery with a recast brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever, they got that little gay kid. I watched all the clips where he I came know, out. I know, he painted his nails. Oh, um, oh little brother. Oh, I like Jude. That. Yeah. All right, listen to our <laughs> Fosters podcast. Was the Fosters good? Yes, for a while. You know when um, on, uh, you talk on YouTube to me, they'll do like internal podcasts within yeah. the podcast. Yeah, we should just do that. <laughs> we just did, I think. Um, sorry, <laughs> now I get the uh, lesbian denim landslide. Yes, yes, we do. So now we get stools in the choir room. <laughs> Yeah, so Brittany and Santana are sitting on different sides of Gwen Paltrow. Um, Paltrow. Um, so they have to, which is only notable because they have to crane around her to see each other yeah, at multiple points during this performance. Staging. Now, the outfits, as referenced by the name of the scene, Denim <laughs> are really good. They're yeah, incredible. They're so good. Um, Santana's in like a very big white blouse, uh-huh. like puffy peasant top. With a wide-legged jean yeah. and like a brown suede shoe. Yeah. yeah. Very like... Uh, 70s commune lesbian. Totally. Or like a Delia's catalog. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, it's okay. very well, like... I would wear that to this day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then actually, Brittany's not far off. So she's wearing in like a, a literal denim vest. A literal denim vest over like a... I want to call it a dirndl, even though I know that's only a skirt and this is a whole dress. But it's got like paisley... It's, it's like, like a paisley dress. Paisley yeah. peasant dress. Um, with a different type of suede boot. <laughs> <laughs> it is like the... Like the... the um, Whatever clothing director said, costume director, costume, costume whatever, <laughs> costume designer like read the script and was like, "Oh, thank fucking god, <laughs> I've got it." <laughs> um, it's believable from Brittany. It makes no sense for Santana to be wearing this. She's who otherwise wears like, like leopard it. print. Brittany wears literally anything, and it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but again, who cares? It's, it's goofy as all hell. They sing landslide, and I cry. I'm sorry. So. It down. Yeah, if you climb a mountain and you turn around, and if you see my reflection in the snow covered hills where the landslide brought me down, and if you see my reflection in the
listen, Linsight is barely about anything. It's about like it's about the aging. feeling you get when you listen to Landslide. <laughs> I think which the is one that line they picked and pulled out was "I've been afraid of changing." Sure, well, that's yeah. the best line. That's the best line. Um, um, I don't know. Landslide's kind of about like yeah, like aging and changing and realizing you can't be the person you've been for a while. Yeah. It's not uh, objectively about two teen lesbians realizing that they're in love with each other, but it could be. It, <laughs> it worked on me here. I wasn't so pulled out by the song choice that I was like, oh, weird. Yeah. I just thought about it too much. Because uh, well, she does Songbird later, and it's that makes better. Yeah. Yes. The, yeah, they do more of the, the Stevie Nicks later. Um, it is a good performance, and it's a good song. And it's lovely. Gwyneth Paltrow actually isn't that annoying. No. They do good looking at each other. Uh-huh. Everyone watching like seems to have the appropriate reaction. They're also There's doing like the a, Dixie Chicks arrangement, which mm-hmm. is the better one. It's I'm the better sorry. one. Sorry. It doesn't make me cry as much, but it is more soothing to hear like three women do it as a guitar piece. Yeah. Um, oh, that makes sense. I didn't even Quinn does, does like knowing smiling, which is very sweet. And like is one of those choices where I feel like Diana Agron is creating a character where there is. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's that was not, not in the script because no. the words we get from Quinn this episode are like. Someone just rearranged, like, poetry magnets. <laughs> and was like, say these. Um, and there's about five of them. There's just five of them, and she just says them in a different order. Meanwhile, Dan Aragon's like, those are her friends, and she's happy for them. Yeah. So like, and she God. maybe always kind of knew and never said yeah. anything, because she yeah. was trying to be cool about it. Yeah. So that's nice. Um, Again, yeah, good for imaginary Quinn yeah. Fabray that we made up. It's another... St- thing with Glee where like we just have to accept it which is that people are working out their issues in front of the Glee club in front of the Glee as a club. performance for some reason and they will only address that when it helps their plot and yes. when it doesn't they've just had a moment and it's fine yeah. um, I think no I, I just want to say that I hated was that um, Will Schuster as he has to um, does make it hashtag about him by looking sadly at Holly this whole time as though she is singing Landslide <laughs> about her own fears about falling in love with him and I was just like <laughs> I would watch a YouTube edit of this that removes those cuts and replaces them with just <laughs> Just like Britney cuts face. from different Britney and Santana scenes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> later in the show. Yeah, it's titled like Britney slash Santana landslide. What it really meant. <laughs> like, <laughs> I watch it twice in high school. What was their ship name? Britanna. It's, it's fine. That's not that exciting. Um, I mean, the best one is still. Uh, Logan and Veronica, when someone figured out that L O and V is love, love. Um, that's so bad. Oh my god. Pam Beasley and Jim Halpert were PB and J. That's cute as hell. Sorry. That's good. Um, yeah, so I'll meanwhile, Britannia finishes... Don't give it to me. I don't like it. <laughs> Britannia finishes singing Landslide. Um, Brittany's like, is that really what you feel about me? And Santana's like, yes. And they hug. Which is only funny because then Sam leans over to Artie and says, pretty cool that our girlfriends are such good friends. Wish we could be like that. Which is funny. I'm it's sorry. Funny. Also, Artie funny. seems to be like... No, dude. dude. Yeah. Everyone else like, is like, oh, so they're lesbians. Yeah, everyone else has it figured out. Uh, except for, this is also where it, we called attention to the fact that Sam is dating Santana. Still. He's still Something dating Santana I, I for some reason. We all forgot that. how it happened. Yeah. Doesn't matter. She Doesn't was mad matter. at him and Finn, whatever, something Quinn. I don't know. They were both like sad at the same time, yeah. and that's how love works. I vaguely remember this. Okay. That is, is a funny joke. I'll get yeah. You're right. Um, anyway, she says that just because she sang a song with Brittany doesn't mean she's a lesbian, which, all right, it does. Sorry. <laughs> Later you'll wear a shirt that says, well, it says Lebanese on it, but that's not the point. Um, I just, this, I like, don't have anything to say about this now because I've watched it so many times over the year, but it did really fuck me up in college when I watched it for the first time. Yeah. This was the scene that I, like, would show to people and then be like, you know, and wait for their reaction. <laughs> and then if they were like, oh, that's nice, I'd be like, 
me too. <laughs> right? Like, it's like, tr- like, it's all I listened to for a few days. It really fucked me up. And this is where, like... St- I feel very warm about it and appreciative. That makes total... And it's, like, where you realize that this was, like, a bizarre happy accident where it was a throwaway joke last season. Right. And they accidentally and created, they like, the first happy it. lesbian teens on TV. Right. Like... <laughs> And it works way better than a lot of the things that they, like, tried to plot out ahead of time. It does. It's also, we've talked about this a lot. It's, like, just different enough coming out story that it's interesting. Yes. Neither of these characters at any point is like, what does it mean that I want to kiss? Like, they're already kissing. Right, they're already <laughs> kissing, kissing when it's happening. Started. They like it. It's the figuring out. Yeah. Who are you willing to be in the yeah. world? Which is a more interesting question, I think. Yeah. And we, I, did we get Santana, like, actually saying that she's scared already? Not um, yet. I guess no, in a few minutes, yeah. yeah. Now we're back in the celibacy club. Oh my god. <laughs> where it opens with the funniest joke of this episode, which is Emma Pillsbury saying, I'd like to congratulate us. Not one member of this club has had an unwanted pregnancy in almost a year. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Emma Pillsbury this episode? I don't know what it's funny. She's like pure comedy this episode. Yeah, in she's, way she hasn't been. I like, like it. We'll get to it. But. It's satis- It's a satisfying use of Emma. Yeah. Because um, that actress... Jamie is she can do comedy pretty she well. She can do comedy so well. Like, yeah, her, all her like little business is always funny. Yeah, yeah. all her little like OCD bits yeah. that she does or she always does them in an interesting way. Yes. Uh, and later when we get to the like melodramatic like I'm still in love with Will. That's boring. Yeah. Um, it's very funny to watch her just do celibacy club jokes. Um, Puck is in the celibacy club now. We're not going to address it because again the Puck sex crime thing is not something I really want to no. No. deal and with. it's really only there so he can perform the next number. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah, just, so okay. Holly got to perform so, a sexy number, so they're going to perform a pure number. Now this is... An Arrested Development joke. Wholesale stolen from Arrested <laughs> Development. It's so funny, I don't care. But, Le- okay, Leah Michelle, another undersold comic performer, her face is... She's so committed to this song, and yeah. so committed to singing it like a person who doesn't realize it's about sex. It's hilarious. Yeah, okay, so they do Afternoon Delight, and right. they are wearing... Robbie, how would you describe the outfits here? Um, it's very, like, Sound of Music when they're in the competition. Like, <laughs> it's like Partridge Family, family Meets yeah, family Virgin bands. Suicide. Yes. The lighting is very is special scene you can buy from an infomercial where there are the 60... Osmonds, that's what it is. Yes, oh, yes. The Osmonds is what we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> they're wearing what appear to be, like, blue chambray yeah, skirts, full-length like, skirts. Yeah. Yes. And, like, little floral ugly shirts. <laughs> it's... Their hair is perfectly curled. They're all doing their goddamn best. There's photos of desserts. So they're in the auditorium and projected on the background are photos of desserts. I will, we have to say, again, this is wholesale stolen. Oh, from Arrested it's Development. shocking. Lifted. And it's almost out of some of Arrested like, We can do with this. Yes. Obviously. Yes. Um, but it still kind of works. Yeah, it worked for it me. It worked on me. John yeah. Stamos singing Afternoon Delight, like it's the last thing he'll do, is very funny. <laughs> also, just what? They did do a good job. They nailed the audience reactions yeah. as each of even the teens realize like this is a song about a quickie. Yeah. <laughs> this is a song about deciding you're too horny to wait yeah. till the nighttime. <laughs> right. So the song Which ends. Which is a funny thing to have a song about to begin with. <laughs> the song ends and Gwyneth Paltrow is like, great performance. She's so like a good. weird choice. <laughs> and she, Emma's like, no, it's about desserts. She says something about pineapple cream puffs, which yeah. is weird. And she's then, like, no, it's about sneaking off for a nooner, nooner. which I'm saying only because it's such a funny word. Yeah. Nooner. nooner. <laughs> uh, and then Emma's like, yeah, a nooner is when you go eat dessert at noon or something dumb. Which is implausible. I'm sorry. Right. This is yeah, where, like, she's who is a virgin. Emma? She's not <laughs> an Emma? idiot. Right. Which we do this with Brittany, too, where, like, every time she's, like, doesn't know something about sex, it's connected to the fact that she's an idiot. I don't know. It's weird. It makes me sad. It's weird. Um, 
everyone says it's about sex, and then there's some sort of confrontation with Carl. Right? I think he just there's looked, something between, he asked Gwyneth um, Paltrow if he can meet with her later. Okay. He would like oh, for her, yeah. he would like to meet with her along with Emma because they, um, have sex they problems. Need to, yeah, they have a sex yeah. problem that he will, that he will describe later. <laughs> um, now we're in the kitchen with Bert and Kurt. Yes. I don't remember the details. Um, Kurt is wearing a great sweater as he always is like a little <laughs> netted thing. Um, and Bert hands him some pamphlets, which he got at the free clinic yeah. about gay sex. He just sort of like plops them on the table. Yeah, he's in like, a funny way. "Hey, you should read these." Now, I don't want to be rude, but again, the internet does exist. The internet does exist, but it's not <laughs> funny for him to be like, uh, "I looked up these links." <laughs> um, yeah, so he's trying to talk to Kurt about gay sex. Kurt's like, "You gross," which you know, and he's like, "Hey, didn't you want me to do this?" Because if we recall, like two episodes ago, yeah. Kurt was like, "It would be great Kurt if you informed for this. yourself." Yeah. Which yeah. makes sense. He's a teen. He's so horrified by the Blaine thing that he like, probably doesn't want to think about having sex ever again, let alone with his dad involved. No. Um, and Bert gets, like, very real about why it's important that Kurt right. is fully, is having safe sex and, like, knows how his body works because, he says, um, he goes into this long thing about how, like, girls understand that sex is about more than just the physical. Yeah. Which is a generalization I believe Bert believes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I can't. I'm not offended offended by Bert being like, women know more about sex because they know it's about emotions. Yeah. And he's like, the worry I have for you is that, like, if it's just two men, then you'll, like, start having basically casual sex. Yeah. And you'll never realize that it's about something much more than that. This, I, I can, like, I don't know if I believe that Bert would say this. I don't know. Bert was in love with the same woman for many years and right. probably had a lot of like very intimate emotional sex with her. I believe sure. that he's like, this feels it's a, a big deal. A little bit more like something a gay man wrote though. For oh, this is say. Ryan Murphy. This feels like Ryan Murphy talking about like hookup culture. Yes, is but it's very nice. <laughs> and like what he believes is wrong with gay men. But it's not, it's not necessarily even as pointed as it could have been. It's not pointed. Yeah, and yeah. it is very gentle. It's not like those like, gays are always running around yeah. having like. And then the lesson at the end, the like, the point makes sense where he's like, sex is big and important and you matter right take you care matter. of yourself yeah that was what that was trying to remember yeah, there was, like, was some buzz you matter yeah. yeah um it's really nice it is cause you're right there's the internet these days and I feel like the talk has gotten less and less important yeah. as like a child is given the internet before they're even really ready to have conversations about sex whatever yeah. um but the conversation that I think is important is like handle right. yourself well well, I think that's always been the important conversation. We've just not known to have it. Like, right. The it's mechanics were always like, you know, biologically we figure it out. But like the like value yourself. Kurt right. should read up on some things. We should all do some Googling. Yeah. But. Um, I don't know. It was nice to see it on TV. Sure. It was nice. It worked on me a little still. This, and again, like. Whatever. Yeah. I love Bert Hummel yeah, he's trying great, as hard as he what's can. His name? Actor. Michael Malley. He sells it. He always yes. sells it. He always sells, like, parental, a he little bumbling. He sells, like, uncomfortable, but more yeah. invested in his son's happiness than he is in his own comfort. Yes. Which is interesting. Which is what we call good parenting. It's good parenting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It's interesting to see good parenting on television, yeah. I guess. I like it. Um, now we're back in <sighs> Gwyneth's office? It's, it's, it's an, an empty office. Spanish classroom, I think. It's an empty, like, anatomy classroom, I think, because it's in which she, like, picks up a... Or the sex ed classroom model. that exists now, or whatever. whatever. Yeah, again, I'm sorry. It's not a dedicated sex ed teacher. No, you have a science teacher who also teaches health, which is code for sex yeah. ed. Yeah, like, once a year, they come in and teach the 10th graders... We, they split you up, and you're allowed to giggle. We had a dedicated health teacher in the high school I went to 
We had a health teaser, and it wasn't but just about sex. It wasn't sex. Sex was part of it, and the sex ed part of it was just her showing us slides of, like, diseased genitals. Same. <laughs> I actually never had sex ed because we moved around a lot when I was a kid, yeah. so mm-hmm. I missed it in both schools, but I figured it out. And then also <laughs> in health class, we learned about grief, and to learn about grief, we watched the film Ordinary People. <gasps> I don't know what? what? It's from like the 70s. It's about a family where one of the brothers dies in a boat accident. <laughs> um, but we also watched it because part of it was filmed in our high school. <laughs> oh my so God. That's how we learned about like the seven stages of grief. I, it's insane. That's we, insane. We watched that movie where Daniel Day-Lewis has like a disability. <laughs> what movie is that? It's real. I'm not making this no, up. I, I, I believe, believe you. you. I just... <laughs> Sorry, we watched a video of a woman giving birth. What the hell kind of sex ed oh, classes I, did we you did, guys we have? We did that too. Okay, it was health. We class. just also learned about yeah, emotional health for some godforsaken. We also learned weirdly about like dysfunctional families and abuse and everything. Like, oh, that's, that's nice. It's pretty good class, too. yeah. I don't know why. We Shout out to my liberal people. public school education. It was great. Okay, well Emma anyway, never <laughs> had, She never had sex at her health, so she and Carl are in. Gu- Captain Counselor Gwyneth's office, yeah. um, where she asked them how long it's been since they had sex, and Carl admits that they've never had sex. They've been married for four months. And Gwyneth here is very judgy, but also same. She's like, girlfriend, what is up with that? Like, well, it'd be one thing if he was like, we have a mutual understanding that like we're not really right. interested in sex because right. that's something we're comfortable with. Which again, don't marry anyone if you haven't talked about sex and how it's important to you or not. Right. Um, right. So it's that they it is fair to be like, how... it seems like you're under yeah, different like... illusions about your sex life. Yeah. That's weird. That means you've had a lack of some pretty critical communication around you your body. And that also means that, like, even if you didn't talk about it beforehand, you got married. And, and then repeatedly for lie. four months were like, I would like to be having sex. She doesn't seem to want to. Shouldn't bring that up verbally ever. Mm-hmm. Right. They should not have to bring in a third party for this. Unless they've already talked about it. But it seems to be the first time they brought it up. Which is hard both ways, right? Because no one wants to, to be the person who's like, we have to have sex now. Well, I, I believe you don't phrase it that way. No, but yeah. if you're married... I know. It's like part of the deal. If you're unless, in any relationship and, and you have needs that aren't being met, you have to bring them up. Right. I mean, again, none of us are experts on marriage, having never been married, but it yes. this is such a weird scene I to have on the show about teens. Um, to be like, what do you do when you've been married to someone for four months who is still has not indicated any interest in having sex with you? Oh, God. It's weird. It's a weird scene. It's, it's super weird. weird. Scene. Gwyneth Paltrow is super judgy about it. Talking to a substitute teacher. A substitute teacher who also teaches Spanish and history. Yeah. Like, she's not an expert. She says her expertise is just that she's had a lot of sex. It's not well, go to see a couple's therapist. Um, also, the, the culmination here is that... Gwyneth Paltrow asks if there's an underlying issue and that is Emma maybe still in love with Will. And she can't say no, which is not the underlying issue. She didn't have sex with Will either. She doesn't want to have sex. And again, if she doesn't want to have sex, that's fine. Well, it's not want. She, like, can't. It's pretty clear, I think. She can't? Sure, because she she has uh, some mental issues that she needs to see a therapist for. And if those resolve in her deciding she's never going to be comfortable having sex, that's fine, but it seems like she just hasn't addressed them. Seems like she wants to, but can't bring herself to. Um, Anyway, she's still in love with Will, so Carl's going to move to the Radisson. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that, I assume, is the last we see of John Stamos for a while? I don't remember. Hello, Moose. (laughs) Robbie's cat just leaped up to the noisiest place on this table. (laughs) Hello, little sir. Um, Good job. We get okay. So now is when we get Santana and Brittany in um, yes. the hallway. This is very the way more emotional conversation. Yeah. So Santana like goes into this whole monologue, like explaining that she is in love with Brittany and she wants to be with Brittany and yeah. she's not afraid to say it now and all that stuff. Right. 
And, and then, this is where it takes another interesting turn. I agree. The plot. Brittany is like, cool. Cool. I love you too. I'm dating Artie. Yes. And, and I, I love him I love too. Him. Which is, and she seems to mean it. Yeah. She does. And when we see their interactions, they do seem to genuinely enjoy each other's company. Sure. And like it's each a little other. hard to believe from how this all started. True. But yeah. the show doesn't remember that now. So Santana just reacts like she's been hit in the face. She says, right. he's just a stupid boy. I don't understand. Which I think is where we get like a really interesting dynamic that we see in the world but don't talk about a lot in media, which is like Santana's a lesbian, probably. We will get there eventually. Yeah, yeah. Santana's a lesbian. She considers the sex she's had with men to be like, practice or something she didn't really like. Yes. And she considers the emotional connection she has with women to be, like, important to her. Great. Yeah. Brittany's probably bisexual. Yes. Yeah. And this so is where, like, the, like, it ends up to yeah. say it. Eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and it's just so, like, teen girl who's decided she's a lesbian to be like, we don't like boys anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah, and very, like, I'm like this, you're like this. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. Brittany's like, No. No. <laughs> People are different and have their own understandings of their own relationships. Right. And I'm glad you like had a breakthrough. So happy for you. Love you so much. She, she's like, if Artie and I break up and you're still single, right. like we'll probably date. I love you so much. I'd be lucky for you to still be single. Yeah, like, it's like yeah. the kindest way she could do this. She's right. not like, you're a dummy. I have a boyfriend. Yeah. But And it's also interesting that they don't have, like, not necessarily, like, it, they don't have Santana be like, well, that seems reasonable. Like, fine. She gets bad yeah, because her gets, feelings are hurt. Her and feelings are hurt. She's works. scared. She's unnerved. She talks a little bit. She starts this with, like, one of the reasons I'm so mad all the time is that I'm fucking terrified. Yes, this is where you get to talk like, about her saying she's scared. Yeah. Yeah. But being, I don't know how to be this person that I think I am. And, like, be, feeling insecure and feeling frightened and feeling vulnerable are, like, cause you to, like, lash out in various ways. Yeah, so she lashes out one more time. And sort of storms off down the hall. Um, and they both look very upset. They do some good face acting. Their outfits are good. This is really a great episode. Yeah. She says something shitty about dating Sam and like, great, she says something go like, sexual sex who knew whatever. that being fluent could mean you could still be this, so that, stuck? Which oh, is the worst, worst, worst part of the whole episode. <laughs> That's horrible. It's awful. Um, this is the more interesting and like tactfully handled version of like the response via anger that we also try to get from Kurt Karowski. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. This is way better. It's, like, more nuanced and interesting and not insane. Right. Um, now we get Puck and Lauren kissing, and she agrees to be celibate, too. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> not interesting. I forgot that Sorry. happened, I don't care. Um, then we get Quinn and Finn. Okay, I have... Wait. We get celibacy club... Yes. I have done the phrase hickey balloon animals. What happened here? Oh, so Quinn has a hickey at... Um, the celibacy club well. and Puck's like right. I always recognize hickeys I'm really good at hickeys I can do them in different shapes like balloon animals which is funny too <laughs> it is funny. and Quinn's yeah. like it's not a hickey I got from my curling iron which is what everyone says when they get a hickey <laughs> like at least come up with a better lie what what it would the lie be burned by someone else's curling iron while we were kissing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Tumblr post that was going around a few days ago that was like person who like just had a bunch of like hard sex like oh, yeah. lying to another person inventing vampires. Yeah. <laughs> was that on your neck? <laughs> um, also, yeah, if sorry. you see someone who has a hickey and you're like not close, leave them alone. Leave them alone. It's so weird to be like, so someone was close to you, huh? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't you. You know about it. Um, and this is where we get the like Quinn voiceover. She's like, oh, I almost got caught. Or is it a voiceover or is it like a flash forward? I think, I think it's just her saying that and then we cut to them in bed together. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And she's in what appears to be some kind of slip and I don't know if we're them supposed to imply... being Quinn and Finn. Quinn and Finn. I don't yeah. know if we're supposed to think that they're having sex or just that they're like making out. I did not get a sex vibe from I didn't close. either. They're too close. Yeah, yeah. But they are like cuddling in bed together looking, frankly, very happy. 
Well, Quinn just seems like, as much as Quinn can seem anything consistently, pretty committed to not getting teen pregnant again. Yeah, I'm very happy for sure. her. Sure. But again, she's not a real character in the show. I sure, sure, sure. If the right. plot <laughs> requires it. She's laying in bed with the like... boy she's secretly dating, who she seems to feel very strongly about and have a, a tangled past with. Um, she won't shut the fuck up about being prom king and queen. That's next episode, I think. Is it? I thought you mentioned it here, too. Oh, maybe she's she, does. Like, she probably does. You know, those those harpy girls who like just want... Just want to be prom queen. <laughs> anyway, so they're kissing again. They're kissing. This is it was supposed to be a dramatic reveal, I think. Is that how it ends? No. no. <laughs> um, we get one more, and all I remember is that Will is choreographing dances to be Finn-proof, which is very funny. It is and funny. that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow comes in and say goodbye. This is when we get Gwyneth Paltrow's whole deal about her past relationships and how yeah, she's yeah, getting yeah, to yeah, an yeah, age yeah, yeah, yeah. now where she needs to have a relationship longer than, I forget what she says, longer than like, like three days hours. or something. Yeah. yeah. This is hours, I think. Well, she says, she puts it in terms of like another thing that it's longer than, yeah. but I don't know what it was. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's, it's stupid. Anyways, they can't keep kissing. Yeah. Yeah, they kissed once, but they don't have one falter for that many episodes, so. <laughs> no, all of Will's romantic interests so far that aren't Emma are guest stars. Yeah. Anyway, so she leaves. We're very sad, I think. Goodbye to her. Goodbye to all that. Doesn't matter. I hate it. Okay, three words or less. Was this episode good? Important. But bad. <laughs> Good gay stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Truly insane. <laughs> Not an episode. Misunderstands like, human sexuality. <laughs> Right, ostensibly it has a theme, but like... You're right that it's not an episode. We don't start, <laughs> be, continue, and end. There's not like an arc. <laughs> well, it's just weird because so much happens. It's just a bunch of shit that happens. It's like, it's like a Netflix out, series that's like about like, unconventional sex arrangements and like yes. just like a pastiche of scenes of <laughs> like, people okay. that we'll never see again. Yeah. This doesn't move us yes. a lot. All the plots that already existed have been abandoned fully. <laughs> Someone mentioned regionals once, even though they are next episode. <laughs> Right, they're like, oh, maybe the theme is sexy. Remember our it's Glee not. Club? Uh, it's dumb. Okay. Hold on, I have some trivia. Are you ready? Yeah. Sure. While the filming of Landslide was taking place, Stevie Nicks dropped by the set and was watching <laughs> while they sang it. They said they just had not to dwell on it because it was so nerve-wracking. Fair. Does she show up in Glee or just American Horror Story later? Because she shows up in American Horror Story. I don't think she's just ugly. Oh, here's an interesting one. This is the first episode to show a viewer discretion advice content rating message right before the airing of the episode. And I really want to know what that was about. It's about the implication that someone may have gay sex one day, right? I mean, I thought we've had that with other episodes. I don't think so. Never so explicitly. They've been in, they've been in bed kissing. Or is it like I think the it's sex the, I think it's the two men. Stuff? I think it's the oh. anal sex stuff. They but they never talk they about anal sex. No, they talk about it so vaguely. We have to remember it was Fox in 2011. Yeah. Like, if I didn't know what gay sex was, I would, I would not have, have no idea. Like, yeah. I, it's just such an interesting context to be like, they did this, but it, that makes me think that there was some debate about whether or not they could do it. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, bummer. <laughs> Super bummer. <laughs> anyway, those are my two trivias. Cool. Top 40 sweet cheeks. Hit it! Okay, quick question. Uh, maybe embarrassing. <laughs> what sexy or sex-related song should Glee have done for this episode? Now, it doesn't have to be a song you think is sexy, which was our first thought for this question, but that's a bad idea. Our, our listeners don't need to know that much no, about no, no, us. No, 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 no. So what do you think Glee should have done? This is going to sound like a fallback answer, but I stand by it because I really would like to have seen these characters perform it, specifically the Warblers, because I refuse to accept that they did Animal as their song. <laughs> um, I wanted them to do I'm Too Sexy. Ew, I hate that song Everyone so hates that song. Much. It's garbage, but I do want to see Darren Chris try to do it. 
That would have been a better choice because it would have been like a joke. Or at least it would have made sense they're making like gross sexy yeah. faces. It would have at least been something. I can get with that. Yeah. My other answer is any Jennifer Lopez song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my answer is dumb because I, I don't, well, I don't think they could have done it and also they wouldn't have done it, which is they should have done Fuck the Pain Away by Peaches. Oh, they that's a better super answer. couldn't have done they it. They could though, not have, right. but I'm really into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you could replace Fuck with. You could not. I mean, you could do like Screw, but and I feel like they would have also too. Right, the first line of the song is Hug the Pain Away. Wet Hug the Pain Away. Wet Hug the Pain Away. Sure, what do you replace titties with? Boobies. Boobies. Are you, I don't think they could say suck it on my boobies. No. Sorry. Our, our podcast is going to be removed from the <laughs> iTunes library. Please read and review. It's fine. Uh, but that's my answer. Um, so I have two answers. One of them is one that um, I can I would hate to watch, but I could fully see Glee doing, which is that Will does a lesson where he's like, Elvis Presley in his day. Uh, he seems very old yeah. fashioned now, but at the time he people was went crazy. So sexy. And he demonstrates by very inappropriately doing the like Elvis like pelvis stuff yeah. to like Hound Dog. Um They could they would have done that. And uh, obviously uh, Brittany and Santana should have done cool for the summer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so those are my answers. That's the sexiest song I ever made. I'm sorry it's to say. Not accurate, um, also, we already had a number of genuinely sexy numbers when Britney and Satana did the um, Britney Spears. Wait, it's Madonna me against the music. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Britney Spears featuring Madonna. Like, that's what they should have done. Okay. Um, I have a new bit that maybe only I will find interesting. Fun. But it's Perfect. one where I take kind. someone who's uh, a cast member from this specific episode and uh, I scroll back in their Instagram <laughs> and I find out if they said anything about the 2016 presidential <laughs> election. Did you read that Bobby Finger tweet? No, was okay. not oh, he scrolling just tweeted back. about this. Yeah. Okay. Well, I bet I've been doing this longer. <laughs> no, he, he just he just said that he like whenever he meets someone new and follows them on Instagram, yeah, he scrolls scroll back. back to November. Yeah, this also applies to celebrities. So I just did it for John Stamos. <laughs> oh my god. So this is: Did John Stamos say anything about the 2016 presidential election? I hate this. Uh, um, please harbor a guess as to whether you think I he did. I believe he did something about voting. Okay. And then I believe he did something. A few days later, that was somber. Okay. So I think like once you're a celebrity, there's like a public statement. Yeah. Like normal people just sort of have a gap, I think. Yeah. Where they don't really post. Right, right. Um, I think that he did the voting, and then I think he said something about like unity or whatever. Or okay. Like full generic. So this one was interesting. He said nothing about voting beforehand. Okay. Okay. On November 10th, he Instagrammed um, a screen cap from Full House. It's Uncle Jesse saying, girls can do anything boys can do, with the caption, have mercy, have faith, hashtag God bless America. That means, what does that mean? <laughs> so here's the thing. It could go anywhere. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's kind of sad. I think it's supposed to be like... I think it's hedging his bets with middle America, but saying girls can be president, that's a myth, it turns out. Yeah. And uh, everyone love me, basically. Yes. It is like the pettiest, least interesting way. It's the most confusing. Yeah. Like, congrats on hedging your fucking bets. So anyway, that's my new segment. Did John Samo say anything about the 2016 presidential election? Stay tuned (laughs) for Uh, next week. Yeah. Thanks. We're learning it's a lot a about it. Yeah, thank I you. I want to know Gwyneth Paltrow's now, though. Can we do it live? Yeah, I will. Does she post too much? No, you though? can't look. She has you to look. look. Okay. To I guess. have to do it. <laughs> does she, I just want to know it. Does she post too much? Is this going to be boring? Uh, I'll tell you in a second. Um, Gwyneth. We can make our guesses while you look. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think Gwyneth Paltrow said about the 2016 election? I don't know what her election. Instagram presence is like. I don't Me neither. This is going to be fun. Yeah. I don't think she posted about voting. And I think maybe a week later she posted something about like 
self-care even when politics are bad. Do you I'm, think that Gwyneth Paltrow votes? I'm going to say it's I just... I have no idea. I'm going to say it's just a voting selfie, maybe. Okay. I'm at, like, 50% on that. And then I think there is going to be a women's march thing much later. No, I changed my mind. I think it's going to be her with her daughters and, like, teaching our daughters that they can do anything or whatever. Okay. That Guys. could be before or after. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dead blank between November 3rd and November 17th. Whoa. There. <laughs> before and after, though. Truly nothing. Oh, hold on. Uh, she There's a photo from the women's march with the hashtag believe I in told love. told you. Yep. Believe in love. That's not what we were doing. The collective power of women cannot be measured. Today, other we light the path for the way forward. Hashtag believe in love heart emoji. Okay, the hat. It's almost a real message. There's no. She's not in this photo, so she definitely didn't go to a women's march. No, but the women's march was so easy. It was so big. You could do anything. Anyone could post about it. Right. That's like a very common, the only political thing on the celebrities. Now, just to be clear, I'm not saying anything about these people with regard to like what they did or did not do for the election. They could be fucking Hillary Clinton. Oh yeah, we're doing a bit on our dumb podcast. I just want to know what you did on. Instagram. Instagram. Yes. It's also interesting. Like, so, yeah. like how do you? It? Well, it's the same when anything happens. Like, yes, celebrities have to make statements, but also, like, if you're a person in the world how on social grill? media, like, yeah. what do you say and do? Yeah. There's no requirement, but just like, how do you react to the world? Anyway, those are our two, our first two. I love it. Get psyched. For I good bit. Love it. I mean, I hate it, but I love it. Um, and that's our episode for today. Yeah. Um, don't forget to send us an email at wasglygood at gmail.com yep. and tell us. You know, what song you think is sexy? There are none. <laughs> no, no songs are sexy. Um, give us a call at 330-366-6130. Just tell us how your week has been. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram. Let's be good. Uh, rate and review, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very important. We read all of those to each other and love them. We do. And don't watch Glee. Mm. I mean, watch Glee as your heart leads you. Yeah. Fast forward through a lot of this episode. Of Glee. Yes. <laughs> Great advice. Bye. Bye. Get ready for me, luck, cause I'm a comma. I simply got a mother.